another episode of D is for Disney, the podcast, your favorite source for the best Disney news, media, theme park information, merch, pins, quizzes, and so much more. I'm your host, Neil Tucker. episode number 16. Thank you so much for being here. This is going to be a review of in-game. A review of sorts. I'm not going to be able to dive into everything because I wanted to keep this around 10 minutes. So with that being said, do know that this review is full of spoilers and potential spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie yet, I have to recommend that you don't watch this. As much as I would love for you to see or listen to this episode, Please do not listen if you have not seen the movie yet. Please do not watch this if you have not seen Avengers Endgame. Now, if you don't care about spoilers, that's different, but I don't know. Spoilers are a bit of a soapbox for me, as I've talked about before, and I would hate more than anything to ruin this movie for you. I would absolutely hate that. So please do not watch or listen until you've seen this incredible movie, okay? Now, with that being said, let's move on. First of all, I want to get this out of the way. I loved the movie, okay? I loved Endgame. It's an adventure-filled, epic end to one of the longest-running cinematic stories, you know, of our generation. The creators clearly tried very hard to tell a great story with a satisfying conclusion to the Avengers saga as we know it. Sure, there will be other movies to come, but there will likely never be another movie starring the classic Avengers as we know them. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, the Hulk. I mean, these guys and their brethren and sisters have sealed the deal. It's over. It's finished. It's, it's done. And it was absolutely awesome. Now, to turn a little bit more of a critical eye to the film, I have had the opportunity to see the movie once, but only once. So, I reserve the right to, uh, you know, update, revise, modify my opinion if I have to, uh, as I see fit, right, uh, over time, because I'm sure I'll be seeing it again in the theater and at home. But I have been keeping up with the news and updates and reviews and analysis that people have been posting online, so I do feel pretty confident in my opinion at this point in time. First thing that I want to discuss is the overarching plot of the movie. We've known since Infinity War that we were going to have to deal with Thanos. He's the big bad wolf here. And he blew down the door of the whole universe with a single snap of his fingers, to mix metaphors. Now, how we were going to do that was open to speculation. And there was a ton of it. I'm sure you saw it online. I even speculated myself. In fact, personally, I felt for some time before the movie came out that Ant-Man was going to be playing a pivotal part here. And that turned out to be right on the money. I was not alone in this, of course. I mean, plenty of other people had the same or similar ideas. There were also some uh, humorous theories about how Ant-Man might do that. I'll let you look those up on your own. The point is that a lot of us had some feeling that time travel was going to manifest itself in some interesting way in Endgame. Now, we know we were right at this point. The gang had to travel back in time to find the Infinity Stones before Thanos got to them in the original timeline. The outcome, of course, which we also now know, is that they succeeded. Thanos does show up ultimately, and he does get, and he does almost get away with it, but not before the entire crew comes back from the dust, literally, and fights him in an epic showdown that I personally don't think I will ever forget. I mean, it was truly amazing. The word epic just keeps coming back to my mind. The whole movie was epic, and that final battle was the very definition of epic. I mean, with Iron Man's final sacrificial snap, the, the world returns to normal, and I use air quotes here because, well, Time travel and everything that is involved with it isn't exactly totally normal in many ways, in most ways. And Thanos is ultimately defeated once and for all, turning back to dust, just as he had done to so many others in Infinity War one year ago, or at least one year ago on our timeline. 
And that's where it gets tricky, because I'm a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, as I probably remind you guys at least once per episode. But those two movies, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, now exist in a completely different timeline. I'm not talking about any of the TV shows, just those two movies. Now, GOTG3 is happening in our future now, with James Gunn back at the helm, but what timeline in the universe will it follow? In the MCU, it would make the most sense for it to remain continuous with the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. But if that's the case, and I do think it probably will be, then Gamora isn't in love with Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. If anything, it will prove very interesting for storylines in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and beyond, one can hope. Now, how will the other movies fare in this respect? You know, your guess is as good as mine here, too. We have Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, and of course, Spider-Man Far From Home coming out. That one's coming out later this year. So how does that film deal with the time travel paradoxes? Or if not paradoxes, then at least time travel difficulties that might exist. Only time will tell. Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? Time? Travel? Okay. Now, let's get into some character analysis. There's a lot to unpack in this respect, so I'll just deal with three of the main characters that have been with us the longest. First, Thor. Oh, Thor. Ragnarok made me a much bigger Thor guy than I had ever been before, a much bigger Thor fan. Seeing him become a kind of deified Big Lebowski was both hilarious and heart-wrenching, uh, sometimes in the exact same moment. The conversation he had with his mom while Rocket was trying to actually follow their original plan was so touching. I mean, I'm close with my own mom, and it just really kind of plucked my own heartstrings, right? Uh, he, he knows his mom's fate, and it's not a good one. But he's ultimately powerless to do anything about it because of the state that he's in, because of this time travel. He's a god, but he's powerless. That's a really interesting dynamic, and that's how he feels as a result of Infinity War. He wasn't able to stop Thanos, and because of that, he feels completely impotent. And this just keeps coming back up again and again and again in Thor's life. And I really felt like the, the Russos and Kevin Feig did a phenomenal job with Thor in this one, and Hemsworth was just, like, spot-on perfect. Next, Cap. Oh, Captain America. Oh, man, what a story. I mean, his story is in some ways the story of us, right, of the audience. He's just a regular guy that gets to become a superhero, and that's kind of the story of all of us in relationship to the MCU. We're people that don't have superpowers of our own, at least I don't that got to be transported to another magical world for over a decade. I mean, 11 years. And by the end, we are empowered to do so much more as a result of this epic story, right? We feel so much more, at least. This Infinity Saga. We feel somehow more worthy of the tasks ahead of us. And that's really because of the stories we've been through with these Marvel characters. And that's what all great stories do. That's why stories are so powerful. They empower and enrich us. And by the end, Captain America is emboldened in the same way. He's changed, much like we are. So much so, in fact, that he's finally worthy of lifting Thor's hammer. I literally screamed and shouted and yelled in the audience when that happened, and I know that I probably scared uh, the crap out of my fiancé, and the whole, I mean, the whole auditorium did too. I mean, well, they also screamed. They didn't also scare my fiancé. But it was amazing. It was an amazing moment that I will, honestly, I hope I never forget. And I'm also glad that Cap got to live out his romantic adventure as well. Somehow, somewhere in his own timeline, away from the fateful snap that changed everything. Changed everything forever. Okay, now last, but I mean certainly not least, we have Iron Man. <sighs> Dang, you guys. Maybe I should have seen this coming, but I just did not. 
You know, I knew it was the end of the line in some ways. As Tony Stark himself says, a part of the journey is the end, but I really didn't think it was going to be the end for Tony Stark. You know, his sacrifice was, of course, the ultimate price. I mean, he paid for the universe's, the entire universe's freedom from Thanos with his own life. I mean, did he know for sure that the Gauntlet would kill him? I mean, I don't know. He's arguably the smartest of all the Avengers characters, and he definitely saw what the original Gauntlet did to the Hulk when he tried to use it, and he's arguably the other smartest. So it stands to reason that he had a pretty good idea that he might not make it out alive. I mean, I don't know. Either way, it did just about break me in the moment. And I just have to say, Tony, I love you 3,000. And that goes for the whole MCU to this point. I, I grew up a DC fan. I watched Batman and Robin and Superman like my life depended on it. I I'm still a massive Batman fan to this day. But the MCU won me over to m Marvel, right? The, the whole interconnected world of these characters and their struggle against the the dangers in the world and in themselves, you know, made me a believer in this epic storyline, so much of which came from the brilliant mind of the late Stan Lee. And I am, God, I'm forever grateful to him and to Kevin Feige for what they were able to accomplish. Now, I know that this was a sappy episode in some ways, but how could it not be? It seemed like it wouldn't be doing it justice if it wasn't at least a little bit sappy. Now, we're at the end of this saga. That being said, we have so much to look forward to. I mean, I can't wait to see what the other characters do now, the TV shows that are going to be on Disney+, Plus, the movie sequels, the new characters that we don't even know yet that we're going to be introduced to. So much more marvelous storytelling awaits us. I just know it. And honestly, I personally cannot wait. On a personal note, I will be at Disneyland this weekend. My birthday is Star Wars Day. I know, lucky me. Now, unlucky me in this case because my annual pass is uh, blocked out, blacked out tomorrow. Uh, on actual Star Wars Day. So my fiance and I will be there um, on Sunday. So if you guys are going to be there on Sunday, please give me a shout out. I would love to see you guys and meet some of the wonderful people that are a part of this amazing Disney fan base, this wonderful internet community. And if not, then no worries, because guess what? I will see all of you guys next week. Another episode of D is for Disney, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.